As the world burns, I chop wood and prepare for winter. Harvest. Getting warm for you. There is safety between these fat thighs. Comfort. Some of that yum, yum sun. Honeysuckle in the afternoon. No man can give or take divine power without an opt-in. In the new world, we no longer ask the matrix for permission. Listen, listen. There are plants that give life and there are plants that take it away. The divine feminine will always have the final say. Pray, chant, sing with thy sisters. The fem's golden portal. She is the commander of what exits and what enters. Sometimes a no is the greatest gift. Sometimes a slam door is a gateway to salvation. The honeysuckle between our thighs needs no explanation. Mother Earth always provides alternatives. Virgo season, let us prepare for the fall of what mankind was. Women can chop wood just because we deserve to stay, to say, and to choose warmth. Warmth. I'm an insane sexual shadow witch and my name is Lacey Free and I'm the fucking host of Horrorpod. Medea, a dark goddess, a foreigner to the Greeks, but still represented in Greek mythology. Why? Because Medea was a powerful witch. Medea, the witch of illusion, delusion, betrayal, mastery, the witch of prophecy and foresight. Medea was a high priestess for the goddess of witchery, the Greek goddess of witchery, Hecate. Medea was so powerful that she could tap into the frequencies on each dimension. She could make the ground rumble beneath the mortals, create earthquakes with her emotion, earthquakes with her truth. But like many witches, Medea had her own shadows. See, 
even though she was all powerful, beautiful, and extremely mighty. There was a hole in Medea's heart that she thought a man could fill. <laughs> Medea wanted to be loved. She wanted to be seen, caressed, nurtured, held by a strong man. Although she had all the power at her fingertips, she wished for more, for lust, for love, for happily ever after. That brings us to Jason. Oh, little Jason. Uh, a spunky man from Greece, blonde hair, blue eyes, ivory skin. Medea, she had dark hair, darker skin. There was beauty in her. Her lips held mystery. And Jason had heard the echoes of Medea's magic. So he left to Greece and found Medea and pledged his undying love for her divine feminine. He praised her, said he would worship her for forever. Finally, Medea's dreams were coming true. She wasn't gonna have to be alone anymore. Even though Medea wasn't actually alone, I mean, she was a high priestess in Hecate's temple and doing magic all the fucking time. Not the point. Medea found her counterpart. She even thought it was her twin flame. Hmm. So right away, Jason started convincing Medea to use her magic to empower him. He started learning her rituals, but quickly realized he didn't have access to the divine feminine the way Medea did because she had been practicing her whole life. She had been born with superpowers and enhanced them through ritual since the day she was born. Jason was jealous of Medea, but would never show it. He gave her kisses on the head, sweet treats, and told her how lucky she was to be away from that dirty foreign land she came from and how she should be forever grateful to Jason for bringing her to Greece. Medea didn't fit in there, but she felt honored to be someone's wife, someone's something. So she started suppressing her own magic unless Jason needed it for something, like having her brother killed or stealing a golden fleece. He had Medea use her powers to have him level up in society, to level up in government. And at that time, and I guess we could still argue to this day, it was a very patriarchal land. The gods had placed the male gods to the sky and banned the witches and the feminine gods to the earth and to the underworld. Medea became the dutiful wife 
the pleaser, the yes, sir, thank you, ma'am, polite neighbor to the rest of the Greeks. She started to blend in. It felt untrue in her body, but she did it anyways because it was what the love required. And she had never really been loved romantically before. Unfortunately, Medea didn't realize that that love was coming with a cost, a betrayal, that it was a disguise of love to siphon her own power. Medea is a symbol of the divine feminine losing some of their magic in hopes for the romance, in hopes of the relationship. Now, Medea and Jason got married, had two sons. Witches work best in a circle of divine feminine. It enhances their power. And suddenly, Medea was ripped away from her land and from her circle of feminine to enhance her power. Two huge tools of the witch is the divine land, Gaia, the ultimate goddess, the earth goddess, and thy sisters. She was surrounded by her two sons and her husband. And one day, that husband Jason of hers he got a little wandering eye and started peeping at this young, hot Greek princess. He secretly started having an affair. And sometimes when we're in situations of love, we can become sort of biased in our own magic, sort of blind of our own intuition. But our bodies won't be. Our bodies can still feel what's happening. I've worked with a lot of people and have had it happen in my own body. When I was being cheated on, the person was cheating on me and came back to have sex with me. And my vagina like just dried up, even though it was wet, because we were talking and I was so excited to see him. So it was really wet. And then he got there. And vaginas read energy, bodies read energy, even if we've disillusioned ourselves not to be conscious, even if we've disillusioned ourselves to not hear the truth, our bodies will always feel it, even if we don't realize it. So he got there and my vagina knew he had cheated on me and cheated on me and just a yucky betrayal way and we were trying to have sex and my vagina just dried up and was closed tight as can be super shut we never want the vagina to actually be tight there's all this hoopla about the vagina being tight no we want our vagina to be strong 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 muscles guys or whoever get confused about a tight vagina. They're like, yeah, we want a pussy so tight. No, you want a pussy so strong. Tight is actually painful in sex for both parties. And tight usually equates dryness. And it's a trauma response. Strong will 
will surround the penis in power. Strong will enhance the orgasm for the person with the vagina. So Medea knew, but it wasn't really confirmed. And Jason told her, you're so crazy. Medea, you're such a dramatic witch. Don't be silly. I'm not cheating on you. Why are you going through my things? What are you worried about? But Medea knew cheating was just more than sex. Cheating for her was the ultimate betrayal because she wanted to be loved. She needed trust and safety. See, sometimes witches experience so much of the shadow, so much of the darkness that is imperative that their home is their hearth, that their home is the energy of protection. A true witch spends almost every day, at least part of the day, in service to her spiritual and energetic protection. And for Jason, Medea let her guard down. And then it was finally confirmed. Jason was cheating on Medea with that little princess. And Medea, she was a woman of extreme behavior and emotion. Her passion for Jason, her deep love for Jason, when she was betrayed, that deep passion and love transformed into rage, deep, volatile rage. Medea started screaming, crying. She broke things. She fell on the floor. How fucking dare you? I gave you everything, Jason everything he once again told her don't be so dramatic we're in love i believe in polyamory medea told jason she was going to leave him there were even rumors on the street that jason was gonna have medea slaughtered killed hung And Medea, she tapped into that rage. And there is something really beautiful about emotion. Emotion invokes our superpowers. Emotion invokes our superpowers. Have you ever seen a movie where the main character finally taps into their either their grief or their rage? Now, it's usually rooted in grief, and rage can be the surface of the deeper grief. But in certain movies, characters run out into the forest and just tap into their rage. They clench their fist. They scream out loud. They start to cry. And then all of a sudden, lightning strikes from the heavens, and the trees fall down, and whoo that character's superpowers have just been unlocked. We can unlock superpowers from fully 
feeling the emotion. Now, Medea was the witch of illusion, delusion, foresight, and prophecy. She knew crafts and she knew spells. She told Jason, I'm going to fucking curse you. You are cursed. You can't exile me. I'm going to curse you. He belittled her magic. He even acted like it didn't exist. He used it for his convenience. But when Medea used it for her own empowerment and the protection of her sons, he quickly reminded her that she was just a wife and she was better seen, not heard, and that the princess was more perfect for him because she was more submissive, dainty, soft. Medea knew something about witchery, and witchery is based on craft, ritual, and spells. Craft. A witch can make a spell through craft. A witch can put a spell on someone via crafting. So even when we make crafts at home, like sewing or origami or art pieces can be crafts, right? Well, we are doing ritual and making spells. Whatever intention we put into that craft, it creates its own portal, its own existence. Medea took a yellow dress and sewed it. It was a beautiful fabric. And then she made the most gorgeous, dainty, sparkly crown. And she put a spell on it. And in each stitch, she said a spell to curse and to kill the new love of Jason. Medea had her two sons take this beautiful golden dress and deliver it to Jason's new wife. Jason's new wife accepted it with open arms, and as soon as she put on the dress, she burst into flames. She was dead. Poof. Gone. The thing about Medea is she was a true witch. The thing about true witches is you never know all of their powers. A true witch will always keep some tricks up her sleeve. A true witch is not loose with the tongue. Even if she does rituals in public, even if she's a healer or services her community, even if she is a host of a podcast, you will never know all of her powers because as soon as we tell our powers, we give our power away. Now, we knew Medea was a prophet and we even suspected she was a shapeshifter. It was part of the ability of illusion and delusion is to shapeshift, to make others think you're something than you're not. But Medea also had this keen ability to bring back the dead. She could revive the dead and bring them back 
to life. Now, nobody knew this of Medea offhand, even though they were all very clear in the fact that she was a witch. She felt like in the eyes of the Greek patriarchy that she could only be a wife and mother and that she didn't have a right to choose within her own body. And even her sons were masculine and she knew very well that they were going to grow up in this Greek patriarchy. So there's this big question about Medea. She's a symbol of feminine revolt, the energy of revolt, revolution. The feminine revolution started with Medea, at least in the Greek mythology. And how did she revolt? Well, it's not your love and light story, folks. This one doesn't have a positive twist at the end. Not really, anyways. Medea murdered her sons. She sacrificed them. Witches believe in sacrifice. The word sacred comes from the word sacrifice. And whenever we are trying to manifest a new life, a new portal, we sacrifice parts of ourselves. We sacrifice herbs. We sacrifice things we love. Medea took it to the ultimate, ultimate horrific extreme. And she sacrificed her babies. But Medea's the only one who knew that she could bring the dead back to life. This became a play, a famous play in Greece. And the questions throughout the streets were, is Medea a hero or a villain? Is she good or is she bad? Is she a healer or is she a wicked, wicked witch? What do you think? She killed her sons to flee. As soon as she killed Jason's sons, she got the fuck out of Dodge. The gods came and picked her up. And that was something unique about this situation is gods, usually if there's mortals or witches on the ground um, murdering people, especially children, the gods will intervene. They'll be upset. But the whole time, Medea had the gods' support goddesses support some believe that Medea was the symbol was the leader of the feminine revolution to equalize the power between the male sky gods and the feminine earth and underworld gods now she destroyed the youth Medea and that's became her legacy is the woman who could kill the youth destroy the youth there there was drama mystery intrigue of medea medea represented that women are not passive victims and that they can tap into their sacred rage and actively rebel against a corrupt and oppressed system greece was corrupt and oppressed and Medea shifted the energy people really became obsessed with this story it was like the ancient times reality show is she a murderous villain is she beautiful is she a destroyer 
Is she a hero for the feminist revolution? Is she backed by the goddesses? Is she a witch that can heal us? I think she was all of it. Media, Medea. Now, Media, Medea. Media, Medea. So, Medea is the dark goddess I just told you about. The hero, the villain, the one who destroyed the youth who sacrificed her own kin, who chose to be a mother or to not be a mother, who used her body as a tool of deviation. Now, media got its name. You know, media, like social media, like movies, cartoons, Twitter, Instagram, media, CNN, Fox News, Media. Media got its name from the dark goddess Medea of illusion and delusion. Media is considered almost every electric art. Media represents drama, mystery, and the most unexpected, just like the dark goddess Medea. And many have claimed that the media is destroying our youth, just like the dark goddess Medea destroyed the youth, or at least that's what the rumor was going around about her. That's how they slandered her name, is that she would kill all the youth because she sacrificed her sons in ritual, even though I think they came back to life. Now... The media has been a tool of the matrix. Most of our government systems, most of what we use or watch in the every mundane day has some sort of ancient symbolism and occult practices and ritual tied to it, like the energy of media. So this energy of the matrix took the dark goddess's weakness and her magic because they know that our wounds and our magic are one and the same. You can go through someone's unhealed wound to cipher their magic. Medea's wound was that she wanted to be loved so much. It's not a coincidence that the media is named after the dark goddess Medea of illusion and delusion and betrayal. But they also have this shiny mask that they are resourceful, that they are providing foresight and prophecy. We watch the news in the morning to know if we should bring a coat to school that day. The media has long been involved in cult practices. There's something called predictive programming that they use through the media. That's like when in movies, they show um, like an apocalypse or an extreme virus that's leaked through the government, like the series Utopia on Amazon. Well, that's predictive programming, getting our brains ready and aware that there might be some sort of virus or apocalypse. They do this to condition our minds. Art imitates life. And 
they use the energy of the dark goddess. No matter where we have been, what timeline we've been on in the last two years, holy fuck, it's almost been two years since 2020. No matter what timeline we've been on since the end of 2019, we've collectively been experiencing extreme trauma. And I believe that that is a tool and a tactic of the media, the matrix media. And that is a tool and tactic to traumatize our brains. They are using occult magic to traumatize the brain because there is an, a mass awakening happening. And whenever there's this mass awakening happening, whenever anything happens, right, physics, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So tons of people right now are waking up to the fact that they are a god. Now, I know you might not be comfortable with the word god, and I don't blame you, but Just a reminder, when I say God, I mean autonomous being who creates their own external reality. If we believe we are gods creating our own external reality, the matrix will cease to exist. And in 2019, a bunch of gods found each other. And just like witches, gods finding each other, it makes their power stronger. The CIA, the government, has always used the tactic of divide and conquer. I don't think it's happenstance that the media is telling us we're going to be safer, more protected if we're not talking to our neighbor, if we're not hugging each other, if we're not shaking hands. Divide, conquer, because gods have more power and power. In community. God's waking up to the fact that they're controlling their external reality through their own personal superpowers as well as the collective powers. God's are waking up to the fact that they are telepathic. So we're communicating with each other, but it's hard for us to totally be conscious of that because we're not in the same space as each other. It is not a coincidence that the media is using the tactic of fear. Just like Medea was getting her power siphoned from her when Jason was making her afraid of abandonment of not being loved. Our superpowers are invoked by our emotion, our senses, and our brain. The media, the matrix media, knows that this is their strongest tool to persuade us not to step into our own power. But what we as gods must accept that's strong but what i as a god must accept is that the media the government the one percent has no power over a god unless the god opts in unless the god agrees to give their power away 
Medea, the dark goddess, the witch, agreed to give her power away for a sense of false love, a false sense of security. So our superpowers are invoked by emotion, our senses, and our brain. The best ways to shut down our superpowers is through trauma. Trauma fucks up our emotions, our brain, and our sensory development. We are actively being traumatized by a tool as a tool of the matrix. Even if we feel like we're living in a grand utopia right now and we've had the best pandemic ever, we're still connected to the collective trauma and we're still feeling it on some level because everyone who is a magic being is a reflection of each other. And we can truly tune in to the physical bodies and the energy fields of, of each other. So when we are traumatized and the, the news outlets are traumatizing us with fear, Twitter, people on Twitter are traumatizing us through fear. Celebrities are traumatizing us through fear. And it shouldn't be believe A or B. Believe dichotomy. Dichotomy is the antithesis of superpowers. Gods do not represent dichotomy, good or bad. They're both. Every god comes with their own shadows, their own darkness. Every witch comes in with her own wounding, her own shadow, and her own bright, beautiful light. But we are getting this constant feed from the media right now that you have to believe in this thing or that thing. And if you believe in that thing, you are bad and we must have a war between each other. Again, the tactic of divide and conquer. If we're fighting with each other, that raises our emotions and our emotions can quickly become imbalanced. And when our emotions quickly become imbalanced, that fucks with our sensory development. If our sensory development is fucked with and we're fighting with our neighbor, we're not totally tuned in to the fact that we are telepathically communicating with our neighbor. Does that make sense? They don't want us to know that we are more powerful than the simulation. The agents of the matrix do not want us to know that we are creators of our own reality. Now, the news is showing extremely graphic images lately. And I know the news has always used fear as a tactic, but the images are getting more graphic to cause an emotional reaction to trauma in the brain. When our brain experiences trauma, and we might not even be consciously aware that we're experiencing trauma, but just by seeing a graphic image, the other night, I feel like I shouldn't even tell you, but the other night I turned on the news and there was imagery of dead people laying on a sidewalk. Women, kids, men, blood, skulls cracked open. This is trauma. This is dark. This is dark occult magic that we are seeing these images. And when we see these images, it breaks down 
different parts of the brain. Specifically, trauma increases the cortisol levels in the body. Cortisol in the brain has the power to shrink the brain. It lowers the brain's ability to critically think. Trauma, the state of being in flight, fight, or freeze, affects the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. The amygdala is so fucking important when it comes to critical thinking. The amygdala processes memory, decision-making, and emotional responses such as fear, anxiety, and aggression. So the media knows how to use magic and ritual. And I know it sounds a little conspiracy to be saying this, but I believe within everything in me, reality isn't real. It's a simulation and the Matrix are using graphic images to siphon the power of the gods because they receive our power. The 1% has 1% of the world's wealth because they are siphoning our individual and collective powers for their own desires. The amygdala is being triggered in such a way that it enhances our anxiety and aggression. There's specific images that they can show us that will affect and light up the parts of our brain that make us more aggressive towards each other. When the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex are affected from trauma, the trauma survivor can be constantly in a state of fear and triggered by events and situations that remind them of the trauma. So we have been consistently traumatized for about two years now. And that trauma is intended to trigger individuals' previous trauma. So if you grew up in abuse or you've been in an abusive relationship or you had prior trauma to 2019, It's strategic that it's meant to trigger our old traumas to get us to react in a child-like state. I feel like I'm giving some of you guys anxiety right now. So let's go to the actual magic of it. Because the thing about the matrix, the 1%, capitalism, our current structures at B they're not tapped into true magic. They're mimicking magic. They're using a cult ritual that they have stolen from indigenous people, that they have stolen from witches. We all come from deep cultural magic and we've all been whitewashed, no matter what our skin is. And that is also a tool to separate us from our own ritual but we're sort of opting in we're sort of choosing by how we're engaging the government has us subconsciously opting in to give our power away when our amygdala and prefrontal cortex affected 
critical thinking almost becomes impossible. It's really hard for us to think and feel logically when we're in a state of survival mode. And even if we are rich or have a lot of resources right now, we are all in some sort of survival mode. When we're in survival mode, it makes it extremely difficult to critically think. Critical thinking is self-directed, self-disciplined, self-monitored, and self-corrective thinking. There's actually many steps in what critical thinking is. And I think it's important, and it can be sort of a ritual in itself, to watch and observe our own thoughts. Critical thinking is the energy of analyzing, conceptualizing, defining, examining, inferring, listening, questioning, reasoning, and synthesizing. We must evaluate our own thoughts, evaluate information in a copious way, in a holistic way. But when the media is using um, like tagged one-liners, we, we stick these one-liners. Memes on social media are so amazing, but some memes are being used in dark occult practices by the Matrix. And some memes are light, bright energy of gods. But the energy of memes doesn't always leave room for critical thinking. Some of them absolutely do. I'm not trying to give an umbrella over memes, but some are just sort of like one-liners that we stick onto us and we're like, yes, I believe this slogan. This slogan is now me. Witches have always used simplistic repetition in spells. Witches have always used simplistic repetition and spells. Presidents use that tactic as well. It's a way we can program our own brains. It's a way to activate magic and it's a way to hypnotize and program other people. Hitler talked about it in Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. Simplistic repetitive speech. Listen to Trump. Listen to Obama. Soft, simplistic. Well, Trump's speech is not soft, but and neither is Hitler's. But simplistic, repetitive speak programs our brains, and it's a spell. They took that from witches. So how do we take our motherfucking power back if our brains are literally being broken down so that we can't critically think? Critical thinking is the ability to create our own solutions. Critical thinking is the ability to learn new skills for self-reliance. Critical thinking is about personal sovereignty and the sovereignty of community. We have to be able to critically think to know what roles we must play for our community, for others. There are people, paid influencers on social media who are pretending to be spiritual, who are being co-opted by the matrix to get people away from critical thinking in the name of spirituality. Fuck that. 
we can take back our brain even if we've been really traumatized because our brain is connected to our superpowers. Our brain gives us the ability to create our own solutions. Our brain helps us become better healers. So even if we have extreme brain damage from trauma, and I would argue and say that all of us do on one level or another at this moment, or if we have brain damage from head injuries, It's something that can feel really negative or overwhelming, but our bodies are so beautiful. Our bodies are so, so beautiful that we have this amazing, amazing ability for our neurotransmitters in our brain to rewire and to heal itself. The brain is so resilient It has the ability to repair from traumatic head injury. And this this repair is known as neuroplasticity. And it's the reason people with brain injuries can make such fucking amazing recoveries. Neuroplasticity is the healing of our brain. It's the healing of our personal sovereignty. You might be asking... Well, how do I fight back from this energy of social media or this energy of not being able to critically think? And you can feel it, right? People are like, I believe you should do this with your body. If you don't do what I'm doing with my body, you're bad. Let's fight each other. That's a trauma response. And I have empathy for anyone who's in that right now because we're doing it based out of fear but that fear is coming from the matrix to siphon our power and i'm not saying all social media is bad i'm not saying any media is just bad you can invoke medea see medea the dark goddess and you don't have to invoke her but you can invoke the authentic power of medea and her authentic power was prophecy, foresight. She used illusion for the greater good. She used delusion for the greater good of the divine feminine. She brought back life that she took away. She wasn't scared of death because she knows with every death is the rebirth, that our energy is infinite. So on a physical level and on a magic level, how do we enable neuroplasticity in our own brain well one of the best tools for that is music and i also want to say we can use we can use social media as our tool we don't have to be used by the media we can empower invoke the energy of the divine feminine to use it as our tool we can take the weapon of the matrix and use it as our own motherfucking tool. How do we create neuroplasticity? Well, there's many ways of increasing neuroplasticity in healing your brain. Some amazing ways are music. Music, especially when combined with moving the body in exercise or dance gets your right and left brain 
stimulated, which heals trauma in your physical form. By healing trauma in the physical form, we have more of our ability to critically think. We're being conditioned to be zombies right now, to not process anything. A tool they're using, when I say a tool the matrix is using to zombify us is overstimulation. That's why sensory deprivation can be so healing, like float tanks and just cutting off the fucking blue light, cutting off the TV, cutting off the extra noise and sitting with yourself in nature, connecting to the divine goddess, invoking Medea. This sensory deprivation, and it doesn't have to be complete sensory deprivation like a float tank. It could just be you going in your backyard without your phone, closing your eyes, listening to the birds, listening to the wind. This increases neuroplasticity. Dance. Dance Dance is often used in religion, cults, celebrity culture, like going to a concert. You dance. And by dancing, you're invoking your superpowers. You're tapping into the ether. And it's so important that we set an intention when we go into the meditation or set an intention when we invoke the neuroplasticity. Because without the intention... Other energies can siphon the power that we're going to invoke throughout dance. Dance is one of the most spiritual activities we can do. It's not a coincidence that in America, some of the only times people ever move their body in that way is when they're drinking or on white drugs. I, I always, like white drugs um, can often be used as tools of the matrix. White drugs like cocaine, heroin. I, I'm a fan of the earth drugs, but the other drugs, I think you can take whatever and make it your own magic, but oftentimes the white drugs, if we don't do it with deep intention, are tools of the matrix. Any tool of the matrix, again, we can grab and make into our weapon. So we're dancing with drugs or alcohol, which um, lowers the prefrontal cortex which fucks with our brain right we're literally dehydrating our brain with alcohol as we're dancing when we're dancing we are invoking magic other ways we can increase our neuroplasticity is through b vitamins foods containing folic acid vitamin b12 if you're vegan it's hard to get vitamin b12 through food mushrooms have some vitamins mushrooms are so good for neuroplasticity and healing the brain through trauma lion's mane lion's mane lion's mane it's also really good for the adult central nervous system The herb I love in magic and for the physical form to energetically protect us from the matrix siphoning our energy is go to cola. 
go to cola, G-O-T-U, cola, K-O-L-A. It's used to improve memory, concentration, and mental performance. But I love this plant because and it's, a, it's an adaptogen. An adaptogen is an herb that helps our body adapt to stress. The matrix, when they are sending out all this overstimulation, all these traumatic images, our body sort of zaps out, our nervous system goes haywire, and we increase more cortisol, which affects our hormones, it affects our fertility, our ability to get pregnant, it affects our ability to create art or create life, it affects who we are on a deep sexual level. But adaptogens are protective of that. Witches use adaptogens not just internally. They use them in spells to be an energetic protector so that others can't siphon their power. Gotu Kola is really good because it helps the brain release the cortisol. The cortisol is so detrimental for the brain. The go-to cola helps us minimize um, our emotional reaction. So we might see a meme on social media or someone else's post that really triggers us. Or someone might say they're doing this with their body or not doing that with their body. And we all of a sudden feel like we're an authority of everyone's body and we're angry and we're righteous in our anger. And there's no judgment. I am with you. I have been there. We can use magic and herbs and plants as healers for that. Go-to cola helps us lower this trauma response of reaction, of emotional reaction as soon as we're hurt. Go-to cola is also amazing because it helps the skin. It boosts the collagen. Um, It also works really well with hair growth. It stimulates hair growth. And mental performance. I like to use it as a tincture. It's so important we critically think right now. It's so important no matter what we believe in that we invoke our own ritual, our own magic, that we heal our bodies and our brain through dance, through music, exercise, movement, vitamin D, the sun, Nothing can take our power without the opt-in. It's going to be scary at times, a big bumpy ride, but each of us deserve connection and protection. If you want to know more about how I protect my brain with neuroplasticity or any more content on Medea or the energy of go-to cola or lemon balm. You can find me on Patreon at Lacey Free or book a reading with me at LaceyFree.com. I love you. We are magic. We are waking up. It is a mass awakening. Mass awakenings come with these bumpy, bumpy rides but we are doing it. And every time we wake up closer and closer to our divinity, the matrix rumbles 
but we don't even have to fight it. We don't even have to be scared. We just have to invoke the goodness within ourselves. Web of lies, life of deceit, truth reveals who is a cheat. Ensnared within a dangerous game, live in light or force the shame. By the power of the dark goddess in me, protection in place, blessed be. Web of lies, life of deceit, truth reveals who's a cheat. Insured within a dangerous game, live in the light or face the shame. By the power of the dark goddess in me, protection in place, blessed be. Web of lies, life of deceit, truth reveals who's a cheat. Insured within a dangerous game, live in light or face shame. By the power of the dark goddess in me, protection in place, blessed be. I love you all. Bye. For listening to Horror Pod. If you want to book a reading with me, you can go to my website, laceyfree.com, or follow me on Instagram at laceyfree. In the name of Medea, in the name of taking our power back, blessed be.